0: If you're affected by anything discussed on this podcast or you just want to talk, please reach out to someone for help and support. You can also reach out to Manblues via email at manblues@gmx.com, at, at manbluesuk on Twitter, or find us on Mastodon by searching for manblues. We're not qualified to help, but we can listen. Please, don't suffer in silence. I'm Leon Deggs. This is Man Blues. This week's episode is about conditioning children. Okay, recently I tend to start these episodes by explaining what on earth do I mean? And I think that's because I've now found some good little headers that allow me to structure the episodes a little better. So hopefully, those of you who have stuck with the podcast this far are starting to benefit from that. So what do I mean by conditioning children? Okay, I was on a flight, and there was a lady on the opposite side of the plane a couple of rows ahead of me, and she had a very young child. My problem with it was, was that her style of parenting with that child when the child was acting up, was to simply say, stop messing about because the man will come. She said this repeatedly to the child, stop doing that, sit down properly or the man will come, the man will come and tell you off. And, you know, oh, oh, no, now look, now the man's coming, the man's coming now, come on, sit down, be quiet. (sighs) Okay, fair enough, that's a kind of a recognised technique to get children to behave. Problem was, the child couldn't possibly have known this, but it was an all-female crew. So the mother was instilling a fear in this child of some man coming along and telling the child off when there wasn't even a man on the plane that would have done that. It was an all-female staff. So I didn't understand that. So while I'm thinking, is this a thing? Is this some kind of issue that I've just generated in my own mind? I was walking around the supermarket. A chap is pushing a trolley and he's got his child in the seat. And he basically says to the child, look, you better start behaving or the man will tell you off. And I was like, What man? Because around him, the only person besides me that the child... Because the child hadn't seen me. The child had its back to me. The man was pushing the trolley towards me. The man saw me. The father saw me. But the only person the child had seen was a female member of staff. So when the dad said to the child, you better start behaving, sit down properly or the man will tell you off, I'm thinking, well, which bloody man? (sighs) So what am I saying? What are we saying? Are we trying to condition our children to be more afraid of the wrath of men than the wrath of women? Because my problem started and always will begin at the very same place. I grew up at a time where it was a threat from the mother to say to the child, wait until your father gets home. That was something that really early on, my wife and I said, we're not doing this. Or rather, I said to my wife, I'm not doing this. I don't want her saying to my son, wait until your father gets home. Because all that happens there is, while my wife is at home bringing up our child for those first 18 months, my son is then getting nervous that day for me coming home because what's dad going to do? So we just got rid of it and I just said, no, don't tell him that. Don't say anything to him. If he's been misbehaving, deal with it don't make it that there's another threat coming but I also don't want my child to be afraid of other people women or men I don't want to instill this in my child and I found it really kind of on the one hand I found it really annoying that men were being used by these parents as a method to subdue their children and to get them to behave but on the other hand it's just poor parenting if you instill a fear into your child it can cause all manner of problems in later life. The child won't ever understand why they're afraid of strangers. But it'll not be because you said while they were in their formative years, stop doing that or the man will come and get you. That is such a frightening phrase to say to a child that has a concept of what being got is. It's frightening. And we say this all the time. I mean, I grew up with the bogeyman or the boogeyman or whatever you want to call him. That was a man. Okay, and this was a man who lived in your wardrobe or your closet and he came out at night if you weren't asleep. Did you ever hear of the boogie or bogey woman? No. There was no bogey woman living in my wardrobe, it was a bogey man. Have you ever heard of the scissor man? Now I never heard of the scissor man, didn't know who it was. I got into a band called XTC, they're from the 70s and 80s, they've done some beautiful songs, particularly the 1979 album Drums and Wires, which contains the song Scissor Man. Now the Scissor Man is apparently a guy, rather like, you may have heard of Edward Scissorhands, but rather like Edward Scissorhands, um, and his job is, he comes out at night and will cut off the thumbs of children who suck their thumbs. So if you're a thumb sucker, the Scissor Man will come and cut off your thumb, if you don't stop sucking it. These are the sort of images that we feed into our children's minds to get them to behave. We look at them and we say, that boy keeps sucking his thumb. Why don't we tell him about some horrific possible idea, the most scary possible idea we can implant in our child's mind and tell them that that will happen if they don't stop that behaviour. It's an insanity when you stand back and look at it. And of all the things to be ranting about on an episode of Man Blues where we talk about how difficult it is to be a man in the modern world, do you know how difficult it is to be a man in the modern world if you've got that fear instilled in you from your childhood? It's scary. So I thought about other characters that we frighten our children with. The Tooth Fairy? She wasn't frightening. Was she male or female? Well in my story she was always female fairies are always female, might not be the case, might be the same with nurses, you never know, you might get male fairies, like you get male nurses. Anyway, witches, they're all women, but some of them are evil and some of them are good. Santa, okay, if you believe in that, he's one of the good guys. Satan, just a slight misspelling of Santa, uh, he's less good. But then, you know, Jesus and or God, again, if you believe in that, he's the ultimate good guy. But if you're using these tropes and using these ideas in your child's life to get them to behave and to get them to conform to a particular type of behaviour, you really need to stop. Because this is building the blocks for them having much bigger problems later in life. You need to make them focus on the consequences rather than some random stranger being upset. Because many years ago. And I say many years ago because my son is now 19 and this must have happened when he was around three or four years old, maybe even younger. We were around at my mother's house and he was just playing around and doing whatever it was he was doing. And I think whatever it was he was doing was upsetting my mother in such a way that her only way to deal with it rather than, you know, because it wasn't bothering me because he was just in the other room playing. But it was bothering her, and rather than her say to me, can you ask him to stop doing that because it's annoying me, she decided to say something to him because, you know, she's had kids before. She's had five of them, for goodness sake. I'm the youngest of five. She's had five kids. She knows how to do parenting. So she decided to say something to my son. Now, my mother had quite a few cats in the house, and a couple of them were allowed in the room where my son was playing. And in order to get my son to stop doing what she didn't want him to do, she said... You need to stop doing that because you're making the cats upset. Now, I may have also mentioned this before, but how ridiculous a thing to say to a child, stop doing that, you're upsetting the cats. Now, at this age that my son was, he had no concept that a child could upset a cat. He had no concept of what an upset cat would look like, but he understood the word upset He knows what it or he knew what it was to upset something and that upset him so he started to cry as a result of he didn't want to be the person that had upset the cat but he also didn't understand what he'd done to upset the cat so as you can imagine this created a scenario where my son just spiraled and spiraled and got more and more upset my mother sat there with her arms folded yep parenting done that angered me so much Because when she'd said that to him and he'd cried, she then turned to me and says, why is he crying? I was like, are you not aware of what you've said? Does this just not compute for you that this is not a thing to say to a child? You've made that child responsible for the feelings of something else that cannot even vocalise its feelings. When you sit there, when when you're pushing your child around the supermarket in the trolley, And you say to that child, you've got to behave, otherwise the man will get angry. The child understands man, behave and angry. But it doesn't understand why its behaviour has made the man angry, so it doesn't know what the consequence is. The child will have no understanding of what level of reaction to expect from that unknown man. And it's the same with the woman on the airplane, where she said, yeah, stop doing that or the man will come and get you. I mean, come and get you. Come and get you. These are words that the child will understand. And they will understand that come and get you means to take you away. And you've said to that child, behave or you'll be taken away. When you stand back and you analyse these phrases like that, you strip away the emotion and you just look at the words and then you place those words into context for a child you realize how stupid and crazy it is to even say something like that to a child don't make the cats upset they don't understand how a cat can be upset they don't understand what a strange man can possibly do they don't understand what it means for this strange man to come along and take them away but they do understand upset they do understand get you and they do understand behave. So of course the thing about it is is that essentially this all boils down to just good parenting and it's about using the right language with children so that you don't have men as figures of fear or even random women. You don't need any strangers to be a figure of fear in your child's life. Yes stranger danger, get it completely but if you're trying to teach your child about stranger danger, but at the same time saying to the child, you must behave otherwise that man will come and get you, the pure threat there is, is that at any point the child is misbehaving, any one of the people around that child can come and take it. It's such a crazy notion to instill in a child's brain. But it's easy to fix if you're doing it. I mean this is going to sound aggressive and it's going to sound argumentative and it's going to sound like I know best, but you know what? Sometimes there's no way around it. Stop shirking your responsibility to your child and your child's upbringing by blaming it on other people. Because what you're saying when you say to them, the man will come and get you is, I won't be able to do anything about this. This will be out of my hands. This is down to you and that strange man. I mean why absolve yourself of any blame when in actual fact it's all down to you to teach your child how to behave they learn behavioral traits from you and trust me when that child grows up that child will use those exact same behavioral techniques with their children and it propagates and propagates and propagates instead of shirking the responsibility you just need to simply state that unless their behavior changes you're going to take them back home and even better Unless their behaviour changes, you're going to take them home to bed and see it through. These empty threats to children, and you know, I know threat is a strong word, but these empty threats to children about if you don't start behaving, we're going to go home. These empty threats are useless if you never follow them through. I only had to do it once. My son was acting up and I said, right, if you don't behave, we're going to go to bed when you get home that's going to happen now. So we have to carry on doing what we're doing here at the shops. We've got to get the bus back home. But when we get home, you're going to bed. Fine, whatever. And then as we got on the bus, I said, don't forget, when we get home, you're going to bed. Right, yeah, whatever. We got home. And I said, okay. We're so home now. We open the door and he was running into the living room to go and play with his toys. I said, where are you going? He said, I'm going to go and play with my toys. I said, no. Remember, we said, when we get home, you're going to bed. So I just calmly picked him up and just carried him upstairs And he was crying the whole time. It was hard to do. You know, I made him get undressed into his vest and his underpants and, you know, put him in bed. And I just knelt down next to his bed and I had my hand on his chest while he was crying his eyes out. You know, it's daylight outside. And I said, We're just going to go to bed because you were naughty in town, remember? You misbehaved. You didn't behave when I asked you to. So I'm just going to put you in bed. I'm going to stay with you. I'm not going to leave you to it. We're going to get through this. And then eventually he stopped crying, he fell asleep, he had a little nap, I went downstairs and about three hours later we woke up, came downstairs and said he was sorry. But what was key there was the fact that I followed it through. And do you know what? That was the one and only time that I had to do it because the next time when I said to him, if you don't start behaving, you're going to go home to bed, he said, oh, okay. That's all you need to do. You just need to, they're your children. You raise them. You don't need these strangers walking around supermarkets or flying planes to teach your children behaviour. They learn it from you. They're your children, you raise them. But stop making these men, these figures of fear, in order to keep your children in line. It's down to you. So I'm Leon Deggs, and I am not, by any stretch of any imagination, the best parent. But I did the best I could. And that included not scaring my child with silly comments about strangers or wardrobe monsters, or the Scissor Man. Just be better parents. Thank you for listening.